This is the last, at least I hope it's the last, of our Skype Coffee Shop Conversations. Next week, when we call it Coffee Shop Conversations at Artichoke Music, it will really be from the cafe at Artichoke. Our guest will be therapist Dino Paris, and I'll talk to him about the effects of the past year on creativity. I wish I could be sitting across from December Carson, artistic director for Siren Nation, but I'm not. They're having their 14th annual Billy Holiday Tribute Night virtually on Saturday, April 3rd. She's also marketing and community outreach coordinator for the Northwest Film Center, and we'll get her take on the return of going to movies, too. And 11 years ago, she wrote some excellent pieces for OMN. Meet December Carson. Hello, December. Hi, how are you? I'm uh, old, and um, <laughs> but I'm vaccinated. That's what I heard. That's great. I yeah. I am not yet, but soon I hope. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's you'll get it really quickly because uh, it's what the middle of April uh, that, uh, that 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 everybody's going to be able to get it, and it's practically April on April now. April's April on on Thursday. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, good. Um, okay, so uh, this has it really been 14 years for the Billy Holiday Tribute Night? It, this actually would have been 15 if um, we were able to do this show last year, but um, because of COVID, we canceled last year's show and we kept postponing it. And so this would have been our 15th, but it actually is still our 14th annual. But it, yes, it's been 15 years since our first one. Wow, it's that long. Um, so this one is uh, is on Saturday and it's online. And, yeah, uh, um, it'll be broadcast through the Alberta Rose Theater. Uh-huh. It's on Saturday, April 3rd, and the broadcast starts at seven. So if you buy a ticket, we send you a broadcast link, and the broadcast begins at seven o'clock. Okay, and uh, are will they be re- pre-recorded uh, um, segments, or will they be live performances at Alberta Rose? The entire thing was pre-recorded. Um, uh-huh. We did it in the theater, um, but uh-huh. we felt like um, for the artists that it just would be a lot safer for them to pre-record the event with no audience um mm-hmm. until everyone's vaccinated i think that that's um the way we still have to go well yeah yeah unfortunately um, mm-hmm. so what was uh when, when you first con- conceived of this uh this show what what was the idea um so siren nation started out primarily working with women musicians and showcasing women musicians around Oregon. And our first tribute night was actually the Dolly Parton tribute night. Mm. And um, my co-founder for Siren Nation and I really wanted to do another one of just an iconic woman singer that really impacted Mm -hmm. um, the genre of music. And we wanted to do something that was really different than country music and for us, Billie Holiday is just an icon. She's, mm-hmm. uh, I would say she's a feminist icon. She's a civil rights icon. She's, you know, influenced. She was a game changer for jazz music and, um, and just, just been a powerful force 
for civil rights and jazz music her whole life. So she just was a natural fit for us that we really wanted to bring her as a musician, but also as an activist and a woman. Just We just really wanted to showcase her music. So mm-hmm. um, she was a real natural choice for us, and we've been doing it annually um, every year for the past 15 years, mm-hmm. and I, I expect that we'll keep doing it. And it's it's just a, you know, she has a huge, just a huge library of songs mm-hmm. and um, ones that she's written and ones that she has made famous, you know, from other writers. Mm-hmm. Um, Strange Fruit being one of those. And I just feel like, um, you know, her, you could spend years going through all of her songs and mm-hmm. it's really amazing to see what songs get unearthed every year um and what songs different musicians are connected to i find it amazing that um usually when we have we usually have between five and ten musicians singing her music and they almost never choose the same songs everybody chooses ones that are different we we mm-hmm. rarely get doubles and um but i just yeah people talk about how they found a certain song or their mom sang a certain song. And, um, you know, a lot of people have really deep attachments to her mm-hmm. music and you can really hear that in their mm-hmm. performances. Have you ever seen her, her statue? I have not. I'm from Baltimore and where she was, where she was born and there is a statue and it's in, it's in the middle of the hood. You, you, wow. it, and it's 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 a big, beautiful statue of Billie Holiday. It's amazing. Well, I would love to. I've actually never been to Baltimore, so that would be a good reason to go. Well, there's never a good reason to go to Baltimore, but uh, <laughs> it's a. I mean, it's it's a it's a toilet, okay? But uh, <laughs> except John, no, well, except, except John Waters does still live there. One of his houses, anyway. <laughs> So, are, so all of the t- t- tell us about uh, who is going to be performing. Um, so this year, we, you know, I kept most of the musicians um, that had agreed to perform over a year ago, and I, I went back to them first. And so we have Arietta Ward, we have Deborah Patton, um, singing and emceeing is Marcia Hawker. One of my favorite people on earth. Oh, she's just. Fantastic! What a fantastic! Yeah, and and actually, this is she's emceed for us before, Mm -hmm. but she's never performed, and it was a real joy to just get to see her sing. So she does her own set, which is fantastic. Um, Laura, she very very rarely sings. Yeah, so it was really um, so that's a reason for anyone to join us is that you get to um, see and hear Marcia sing. She's uh, Laura Cunard is performing with her hmm. and also um, on her own. So she does her own set. Tamara Walker and Rachel Bergier. So it's a full set. Um, it's going to be great. And Marcia um, just does a fantastic job of talking about the musicians, but she goes through, you know, a lot of Billie Holiday's life and history. So it's just wonderful to hear her talk about you know billy holiday's life throughout the show so people get a real picture of who billy holiday was and a lot of the musicians also talk about um 
the songs that they chose and why they chose them and the impact that Billie Holiday had on them as musicians. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it's fantastic. And um, I know Marcia has a jazz show on Mm KABU, and um, it was just, I just felt real honored that she agreed to emcee and to sing for us. It's it's fantastic. What what does she sing? Hmm? What is she singing? Uh, I don't know if I have her set pulled okay. up, but I can look. But yeah, she's. Um, I can maybe dig up the songs that she sang. Well, it's okay. What about what about Mizetta? Um, you know, Arietta, she she's just such a joy to work with, and mm-hmm. she is pulling out some songs that were. Um, she said when that they were. Songs at her mom, favorites of her mom's. So that she's pulling out kind of a family set. That's wonderful. That's wonderful because, yeah. you know, and, and any anything that anybody does to to um, uh, keep the memory of of her mom alive is a, is a great thing. You know? mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Because uh, we still miss her. Yeah. Well, her mom had a tremendous influence on the music scene in Portland and it's just wonderful to hear her kids sing. They they really keep her memory alive, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I'm I mean, I I'm a, I'm a huge fan of of, of Mizetta and I can't wait to hear what she's got to sing on on this show yeah. particularly because it's it's just, this is a this isn't just a gig. This is a very this is a very special show. I I thought. Yeah, and um Arietta just sent me a note and said it's she looks forward to it. She's done it for us on and off, I think, for the last five years, and she just mm-hmm. told me that it's one of her favorite shows that she gets to do every year. So I feel real honored about that. Mm-hmm. And, and what about a backing? What about is it, is it the same backing band or on each one, or is it different? Are, are there different uh, different combos? They're all different. Um, ah. So everyone, um, well, except for Marcia and Laura. Marcia mm-hmm. and Laura share the same band. Um, but yeah, everybody brought their own musicians and we, we, we did a full day of filming at the Alberta Rose and we timed it. So each band had the entire theater to themselves. And, um, it was just really nice that the Alberta Rose was so accommodating for us and for the musicians. They really worked hard to make sure that everyone was socially distanced and everything was really clean and, um, I know they're looking forward just to having shows and, you know, I mean, most of those musicians hadn't been back in a theater for over a year. So to be performing wow. was, was really fantastic. Uh, yeah. the, pe- the people at Alberta Rose are real heroes, I think. Yep. How they've, yeah. how they've kept things going, you know? Yeah. So- and they pivoted, you know, they, they are now offering, you know, um, I think going forward, which I think is really great for accessibility that shows can be offered to stream live. Um, mm-hmm. So you could go to the theater or you could watch it from home. And I think that's, that makes people feel a lot better if they want to, you know, stay home instead of going into a, a theater. And I'm, I'm just grateful that they, you know, we, I just, we had to move this show twice mm. and then I didn't want to move it again after we moved you know, a third time. And so, we just said, let's just stream the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Let's just go ahead and do it, and that way the musicians can play the songs that they wanted to play. And 
Um, so this event is, this year, it's kind of a tri-benefit. It's going to be benefiting the Alberta Rose Theater. It's going to be benefiting Siren Nation. And it's also benefiting um, a nonprofit called Kairos PDX. Mm-hmm. And they are an education-focused nonprofit. And um, we're really excited to partner with them on this event. Um, it's really, it's a good fit for us and a good fit for them. And it, I, I just like it that in this situation, in this really difficult time, all three organizations are benefiting from this event as well. You know, it's just nice to be getting musicians performing again. That oh, was oh, really, yeah. What, yeah what, I can what, really yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I hate this. Oh. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> I could just feel that these musicians were just so excited to be performing again, even if the audience is online. They, you know, they really treated it as if, you know, they are talking and singing to an audience, and it was really fantastic. What does Kairos do? Um, so Kairos, they're an education-focused nonprofit attacking Portland's persistent achievement gap through innovative pedagogy, community collaboration, and family partnerships. Um, they just really work to, um, they work with youth, and they really help to alleviate the, the gaps in, you know, Portland's education where there are definitely um, some groups of people and also some neighborhoods that really need, you know, uplifting and work directly with families and youth to um, to really bridge that education gap that exists. What is your take on how, I, I mean, if I, there are certainly some places, it seems like Alberta Rose has the right idea to, to open up to audiences slowly and not mm-hmm. rely, because you can't rely, you, you can't social distance in, in clubs and, and, um, and, and concert halls and expect to make a profit. So I wonder, right. I wonder what the evolution is going to be. What do you think? I think it'll be a hybrid. I think that that's, I think it's smart what they're doing because they will always be able to also generate revenue by streaming. So um, I think the, the combo is, is a really smart idea for them. And for any venue, I just think accessibility-wise and and for revenue, there's, you know, you open up. It's a, for us, it's opening up an audience that's bigger than just Portland. If you wanted to stream this and you lived in San Francisco or Seattle, you could do that. And I think that that for me is one of the best parts. Um, yeah, I think indoor. Music is going to be real slow to come back. It'll be in, but but that being said, when it does come back, it'll probably be like a cascading waterfall mm-hmm. because people are so um, anxious to go outside. I mean, to go hear music and yeah, yeah. In Portland, we can't, we can't, we're not like California. We can't do everything outside. So it's yeah, it'll be a slow. Um, It'll be a slow opening, but I just think that I love seeing what has come, what technology has come out of this. And if it means venues can now stream their shows all over, um, 
I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder uh, if uh, how that's going to balance, though, because if if it ends up being balanced, that's wonderful. That that's that's every, then everybody wins. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if there's going to come a time when people are going to just get used to going back to theaters, and then the and then the streaming will suffer. It's it's hard hard to hard to, to predict. Yeah, I you know I do think that um, as soon as they can, I imagine young people are going to want to go to concerts. Yeah. So I just kind of think once those doors open, young people will be back. You know, young people are fearless, so right. Unfortunately, they'll be back. So I mean, we're gonna experience our own roaring twenties. I think that's. (laughs) I think that's really gonna happen, and it's because young people want to go hang out with each other, and you know, we've you know, history repeats itself, and that happened before, and it's gonna happen again. And um, I do think that the concert industry will come back strong when it comes back. Hmm. Well, that's good. Well, uh, well, and and speaking of your other gig uh, mm-hmm. at the Northwest Film Center, what yeah. is, what, what's the, what's your feeling about people going back into theaters when they've spent the the last year watching everything on their television? Um, you know, it's just like music. I think that. So we did last summer. We did a drive-in, mm-hmm. and it was incredibly popular. And you know the the movies that we were showing at the drive-in were movies that you could stream online, Mm -hmm. but people, there's nothing like seeing your favorite movie on a large screen. And so we, um, that's what I think is, is ultimately people are going to want to see movies on a big screen again, whether it's inside a theater on a drive-in there. I think that we're all tired of watching yeah. Things on a tiny screen yeah. and, I hope so, um, but but of course Northwest Film Center has been doing those drive-ins for years and years, and they've always been for, they've always been terrific in, on on one roof or another. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, so but yeah. but but uh, but going to a movie theater is not as much of a social event as going to a concert. Right. But no, similarly no. to concerts, you just—it's—it's it's not about—it's about the experience. Um, you know, seeing Star Wars on a giant movie theater mm-hmm. with wonderful sound—that's—that's that's, seeing a movie like that for the first time. It's a different experience than seeing it on your computer. So I just the same way with concerts, people want to have a specific sort of experience. And if you love film, there's if you really want to go see a movie for your favorite, some people will see their same movie, you know, their favorite movie over and over again. And yeah. yeah. And I just think that there's just something about seeing a movie in a movie theater and seeing a concert in a concert venue. Mm-hmm. And slowly those things will come back. But my favorite part is that I think globally, Drive-ins are going to have a renaissance, which I really love. <laughs> gonna, you know, who knew drive-in theaters were going to be the thing? And, I mean, they're opening new drive-in theaters yeah. in California right now. Yeah, yeah. Is, is the one down on 99 still open? It is, and yeah. I think they had a wonderful year. Um, <laughs> they, did, um, they did a lot of concerts as well. They So they did... 
of like simulcast concerts that were global, like big ticket concerts. I think they did a Garth Brooks one. <laughs> um, so they also took advantage of using their big screen for people who wanted to have a concert experience, but mm-hmm. didn't do so inside a big arena. So they did the drive-in. Um, you know, they were closed for a long time and I was kind of monitoring that. And then mm-hmm. um, as soon as they can open, they did. And I think they've had a, a really great year and were really popular. I mean, when I looked for tickets, they were always sold out. That's great. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I, I saw Rock and Roll High School at a drive-in with the Ramones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's a new hybrid thing, too, that I, I appreciate just with my line of work. The hybrid between, you know, like the music and the film industry. Mm-hmm. They, there's been a lot of collaborations over the years with that, with bringing, um, you know, live concerts to the big screen. And mm-hmm. I hope that continues. Um, we did our Cinema Unbound Awards um, where we honored a bunch of uh, artists in the film industry at a drive-in. So it's just really I feel like we've all gotten really innovative and I think that the arts really benefited from that. And just, I think that that new way of thinking is going to carry into music and into arts, you know, as I, with my other hat, you know, I work for the Northwest Film Center, but also mm-hmm. with running Siren Nation, they're both nonprofits and mm-hmm. nonprofits really suffer that it was you know, we lost a lot, just like we lost a lot of restaurants. Some, mm-hmm. some nonprofits aren't going to be coming back because it was really, really. If you are an organization that is driven by ticket revenue, it was a tough year. It was yeah. really hard for the yeah. nonprofits. Yeah, yeah. What, mm-hmm. uh, what, what is, is, is there still going to be a real music festival anymore? Um, I don't know is my answer. I love that festival. Me too. Um, it, I think that for us, um, it is about when the our theater can open. Um, so the biggest thing is that the Witzel Auditorium is within the Portland Art Museum. Mm-hmm. So it has been closed. And also the Portland Art Museum is about to go through um, a big renovation. They have a huge renovation project on the books, and the Witzel is part of that. Mm. So um, for us, it's a, it's a calendaring issue, um, and it'll be yeah. When we're still we're still thinking about you know we started teaching some classes online, and then we did PIF the Portland International Film Festival completely online. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. It'll be it'll be interesting. I'm I'm waiting to see you know how the reopening of the museum goes yeah. really. It's too bad there's no more Guild Theater. No. It was a I dump, know. but I was a, it was a dump, but I liked it. I loved it. Yeah, Where I saw great. everything. It was really fun. Yeah. But there's, you know, there's we have some great theaters, and I just feel like, you know, one really wonderful thing that happened was that we were um, we did our first virtual reality exhibition, huh. and that actually plays really well with in a global pandemic because it's the yeah. one thing you can really socially distance. Mm-hmm. So um, I do think that will be something you'll see more of us. Um, we'll be doing more virtual reality mm-hmm. exhibitions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I learned a lot. And I just think that VR is amazing. And I just, I saw some of the greatest things in film wise, you know, through a VR headset. It was amazing. It was mm. so great. So I'm, mm. I'm very excited for that too. And I think you'll start seeing like, I mean, this is kind of like the silent disco. You'll start seeing like VR mm. film festivals, that kind of a thing, and, and VR concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's going to be more and more what you'll start seeing those kinds of um, technology, I think, really took off during the pandemic, for sure. Interesting to see what what really took off during this, this year. It's been a wild mm-hmm. year. But I, I am hopeful you know, that we can start doing more concerts. Um, I'd love to have a live audience for this Billie Holiday concert, but maybe we can for our Dolly Parton. Our Dolly Parton one is in June, so we're gonna we're still we're gonna we're going to have it. We're gonna have our Dolly Parton tribute night. I'm just waiting to mm-hmm. see if it's gonna be 100% online or with a small audience. We're still yeah. working yeah. those details, but um, I'm just grateful that we we got to have all these artists perform. We got to record in the Alberta Rose Theater. It's, you know, benefiting three different organizations that have really suffered during mm-hmm. the pandemic. So all, all of it is a win, and I'm just grateful to finally be putting on concerts again. Well, I know I know one person that we have in common that uh, that was very happy that that, uh, that this is happening. Unfortunately, she's, she lives in California now, our esteemed publisher, the fabulous oh, yeah. Anna Amon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, yeah. Didn't, didn't you write a few? Didn't you write a few things for us right at the beginning, like eleven years ago? Oh, yeah. 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 I know. I wrote at least a couple pieces about the old time music scene. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait for that to come back as well. I miss, I miss square dancing, and unfortunately, square dancing is one of those things that has suffered. Is um, you can't you can't hold a giant square dance in the middle of a pandemic. Nope. Swing dancing too. Yeah, and contra dancing. Yep. Any yeah. kind of dancing. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait for that to come back. Um, hopefully they'll get to come back again this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just I'm just happy that in a, in a couple in a week or two, I'll be able to hug old friends who have also been vaccinated. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's fantastic. It is. It is. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, I can't wait. Hopefully. Next month we'll this we'll have this concert and we'll also I'll get vaccinated. Fingers crossed. Yeah, really. Hey, listen, thank you very much for spending the time with us. I hope I hope you do really really well with this. I hope Siren Nation uh, continues to be uh, to do great work and um, uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate everything you do and let's let's just keep keep on. You know. Great. Well, thank you so much, Tom. And um, if folks. To find out more about the concert, they can go to sirenation.org, um, and all, they can also find out about our future events too. It, it's all it, it's all it'll, be all it'll all be on the page. Yep, all the, all, the, all the links will be right there on the page. Yep. And as I like to say, as we end these things, that's entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. 